Hey, hey, welcome back, team. How you doing out there, you captivative, creative, and copious dustbecks? You exuberant, endless, and energetic dustbecks. You having a great day, week, month, year? Welcome back. Beautiful Dustbecks, a podcast designed to show you, to motivate you, to teach you that science is more than just something that you learned in a textbook, something that you just got through to get the sweet, sweet grades that you got in high school and college and so on. Science is a motivational tool, and I'm the one that's going to try and teach you that. I'm Alex Hofelt. I am a high school science teacher. I teach biology and astronomy. I am a registered yoga instructor and fitness instructor and nutritional enthusiast. I am a science communicator and a passionate lover of all things dynamic living and that's what we're doing here i'm trying to show you each week little tiny subsets of nature ways of understanding the world around us to show you that biology chemistry physics the combined trifecta that is science has come together through the process of galactic and biological evolution to give you a body that is a tool set it is a toolbox filled with it's this pliable ball of clay of of dynamic anything you need it to be that will allow you to do whatever it is that you want to do. The show tries to teach you. It tries really to share with you. I'm, I'm just sharing with you the thing that is motivating me. And the older I've gotten, the more I've gone into this dynamic, crazy life that I've lived these 32 years. Science has become more and more a focal point of motivation for me. It is not a subject that is just there to learn and study and be passionate about. The more I learn it, the more I dive into it, the more enlivened it makes me feel. And that's what we're trying to get after here. That's what we're trying to accomplish in these greatest ways that we're trying to accomplish whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. And today we're going to close out our little little series or whatever you want to call it on neurotransmitters. These tiny little chemicals that in essence are our emotions. And we talked about them. We did just an overview of them. Then we talked about the ones that relate to happiness and then sadness. Then the ones that relate to love and loss. And I told you and what I want to talk about today is we're going to finalize it with the concepts of flow. How these neurotransmitters, these tiny little things that are almost like little people. I just saw that uh, movie in, in uh, Inside Out. It was really clever how all your emotions are little people. But in reality, what those emotions are, if they wanted to get really sciencey with it, each of those little tiny, it was a joy, anger, sadness, anxiety, and disgust, each of those things, and they'd be made of neurotransmitters. That's really what they would be. They would be tiny little neurotransmitters controlling the control board that is you. This epic, expansive, infinite universe of billions and billions of billions of cells and connections that is your mind is manipulated not even manipulated that's like too aggressive of a word it, it is what it is it the reason that brain and that nervous system can personify things inside you that flow outwards of you in terms of what we call emotion from anything from happiness sadness love loss you know stoke awe wonder you know, anger, depression, whatever those things may be, they are a subsidiary of these neurotransmitters. And that may make you feel powerless. To me, that makes me feel enlivened because now if we know something, if science allows us to teach a thing and not just have it be woo-woo in the ether, we can now do things in our lives that will, you know, what will that will help these things. And we've, we've done this and people have done this. And the more I get into these podcast circles and the more I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do here with this microphone is I'm trying to be creative. And the older I'm getting, here and the older, older hopefully you're getting, the more you see life is about creativity. Life is about finding your awakeness and see what that will take you because that's what the world needs. I found an awesome quote from Howard Thurman. He once said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you alive. It makes you come alive because that's what the world needs most is more people who have come alive. And that in light, that just, that empowers me. This is what makes me come alive. Being creative and getting to talk with you allow, it rejuvenates me. It puts me into a flow state most 
most of the time. And what this is, this is this is this is a crazy science, and there are infinite amounts of things that I, you can read about on the internet. I mean, it's it's so new, but it's been around for a long time. It's been around between forever, as long as someone has talked about concepts of being in the zone, finding their flow state, you know, being in the pocket. I don't know. There's all these different things that they talk about. And if you've lived a dynamic life, like I mean, I, I guess I have lived. I played a lot of competitive sports. I've also done aggressive sports. This stuff really resonates me. So this journey into flow for me started with an amazing book. And there's a guy named Stephen Kotler who is who is pretty much most of the stuff we're talking about in this comes in some way, set or form a spinoff of his book called The Rise of Superman. And it's gaining popularity. It should be like it should be a read. It should be something if you haven't read it yet, go into the next your next little audible or whatever. You go to audibletrial.com forward slash beautiful dust specs and download it. I've never really used that. If you want to be the first to make it happen, go for it. Really great read. I actually listened to it on Audible. But this book is insane. This book is so awesome on so many different levels. And it says it took over 15 years to get this going. And I'm not going to go into the whole story of all of it because you can watch the videos. I'm just going to get into the words here. But what this got going and what this started seeing was it looks at it through the lens of these in the zones through the lens of aggressive sports, through extreme sports, or whatever you want to call it, action sports is what the now buzz term is, because people who are in action sports got really sick of the extreme, you know, misnomer. Think X Games, think, you know, think crazy videos, anything that had made you think like, whoa, from skydiving to whatever it may be, these guys are the greatest flow hackers on the world, and we call them adrenaline junkies. They're not adrenaline junkies, they're flow junkies. I can relate to this, and I'm, I, I can, I, I know the states these were in, and this book just resonated with me on a hundred levels because they were talking about all of my heroes. They were talking about the heroes of my ski days. I used to be an extreme sports enthusiast. I still am. I still love adrenaline. I love speed more so than anything. If I had a week to live, <laughs> what I would do would be fast things. I would it, would it would be on my skis. Skiing is my passion. I used to be really into it. I was into the scene. I lived in Tahoe. I used to do all these aggressive, you know, just, just gnarly stuff. I mean, multiple occasions. I should have died. I've knocked my teeth out. I've gotten concussions. I've gotten all these things that have taken place. And I kind to look back on like why was I trying to do this and we did this because it made us feel alive and it made us feel amazing and you've heard that term like made me come alive and now the science is looking at it it's not really making you come alive it's it's stimulating these neurotransmitters in our bodies that are going to allow us to get into these states of aliveness of what we classify as alive because it made you come alive I mean you're alive right now unless you're dead your biological clock is keeping you going but it, we're searching for this we're going after these moments and if you guys know this if you've ever done any any kind of sport we've all been in a flow state give or take you know it's kind of that idea of where time disappears and Einstein used to ponder these ideas of time he has this wonderful quote about how you know you know a second a second and I forgot what second where I'm not going to quote it because I screwed it up it's this idea that if you put your hand on a stove for a second it could feel like an eternity but hours with your loved one will feel like seconds as it goes by and that, that got him going you know and Einstein's ideas of time are pretty insane with the ideas of space time but now science has allowed us to understand this on a grander level through what's called fMRI scanners, these functional magnetic resonance imagers. An MRI scan is what you take if you've injured soft tissue of your body. X-rays can do bones. Now they can do it functionally, meaning they can put you into states and see how it reacts in your mind while you're doing something, not just laying in that tiny little, that little tube that we've all been in if you've ever had this happen to you. And they look at it through the mapping of blood flow, activity levels, electrical stimulation in the mind, and they've just buried themselves into this. 
this. And I would say these are the, uh, in, in terms of body, mind experience, these are the two concepts that stoke me the most right now. The ideas of flow state, which is what we're going to talk about now. We'll talk about flow hacks later on in the week, like I did with happiness. There are ways of trying to stimulate us into flow, which we'll talk about. And then the idea of the gut biome, which is just getting crazier. That Remember I told you a couple episodes ago that, that just that one article alone got me back in the rabbit hole of the gut biome, how 90% of your serotonin can be produced in your gut. What? Gut feelings, gut reactions. Yeah, you see where I'm going with this? It's crazy, y'all. So let's get going. So again, remember these neurotransmitters, man. These are chemicals. These are the chemicals that are in essence truly what our emotions are. Your emotion, the things that we label love, loss, sad, happy, stoke, whatever, they're chemicals. It is a simple concoction of various little chemicals, uh, amino acids, and stimulating the part of our brain. And our brain controls everything. You know, like that SciShow did that funny thing on Valentine's Day where it's I, heart, I hypothalamus you instead of I heart you because your heart just pumps blood. It truly is all it does. It is a muscle that pumps blood. But all these emotions, follow your heart, follow your dreams, wherever your heart leads you, it's not your heart leading you, man. It's your brain. It's these chemicals leading you. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how we're going to learn about it and then learn how can we put our body, take the mind, make it decide to take the body somewhere so that body can fill up with happy emotions because you're crazy if you don't see the amazingness of this life. You're crazy if you don't see the infinite potential that your body can have both on a cognitive and physical level. You're infinite. You're without measure in any way, state, or form. And I'm hoping, well, I've gotten some feedback. Like last week, we talked about it. That's that's the goal of this whole thing. I can't pigeonhole it. It is a motivational thing. It fills you up. It makes you smarter with science, and it makes you more enlivened physically. And that's the that's the mission. So these emotions, these chemicals mix with the brain, mix in, mix in the brain, go through the body, through the bloodstream, which is cool enough in itself, and get you going to all these different levels. And what happens when you're in a flow state? It actually parallels very much to love. And they're starting, they were looking at the fact, are love and flow the same thing? And it kind of is very similar. The same players are in the game. The same neurotransmitters are there. The same places in the brain are keep going. So when you're, let's just talk about it just kind of in both. When you're in love and flow, your prefrontal, your your sub subcortal levels drop, okay? So what these are, these are the, you get this kind of hyperactivation. I'm sorry, your subcortical levels increase. You get this hyperactivation of these sig- of these systems, systems in your body. You are a system upon systems upon systems. Nothing stands alone inside your brain. It is a team that is you. They regulate pleasure. They regulate emotional processing and sensory in- in- integration. So you get more and more and more of the feel good. You start feeling stoked. And when you're in love, maybe you're afraid of it, you're, you're worried about it, whatever, there's still more happiness than sadness. When you're in flow, there is infinite happiness. It is an untapped, constant steady stream of epicness and I'll share a couple stories of I, I know when this has happened in my body and in my in my you know just it's happened so now also you get the prefrontal cortex the prefrontal cortex which is is really the thinking part of your brain it deactivates it's the deactivation of these higher cognitive processes you know this this kind of rational decision making and long-term planning you kind of get this mild form of madness you've kind of lost your mind you've lost the ability you're in this state of euphoric happiness mixing with the lowering of your inhibitions, lowering of your decision-making, which decision-making is what makes a person a person. You don't live on instinct. You you have a process. So it's kind of like a mild form of madness. If any of us have ever been in love, baby, man, you is crazy, right? You're just, you're you're crazy. You're, you're, you're just a lunatic. And we hold it against each other like, you know, bros before girls, man, and like you lost your friends because they got a girlfriend. Yeah, because they're mad. They're crazy. That was a kind of, kind of a joke. It was kind of a science joke. And like, you're mad, like, what are you doing in love, bro? Anyways, 
Yeah, love is terrifying, but it's also epic. So when you get going with this, you get the deactivated of the temporal lobe and the amygdala. So these are directly linked to negative feelings. So when you're in love and in flow, you're deactivating the crappy parts of your brain. How amazing is that? It's linked to the negative side, the depression and the fear. Who want, Who doesn't want less negative feelings? Who doesn't want less depression? Who doesn't want fear? Raise your hand. Put your hand down because you're a weirdo. You who, you don't want that. You want you want to be happy. We chase happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit pursuit of happiness man love is everything to us love is all love and flow are, are these incredible similar things the flow is just the feelings spread out and taking action at higher and higher speeds so they think now the difference between love and flow is actually you know love is more sim i'm sorry flow is more similar to the third phase of love which is that attachment phase the oxytocin phase the cuddle phase when you're you're in the longevity of, of your relationship so the flow is love at this incredible higher and higher speed. It's like this this blast of feelings of love and I can tell you. I can I can tell you that this is it. When you are going at the speeds that you can reach on a mountain bike, on any an extreme sport, longboard, for me it's skiing. I, I, I dabble in mountain biking, but I, I can I can ski. Skiing is skiing's my jam, baby. And you know, a couple of years ago, you lose it, and I, I forget it, and I miss it, and it's something that I, I cherish and I relish when I can actually get back to it. And I miss the feeling of it. I miss more than like being on the mountain. And you know, the stuff you learn and the things that you go, the more you control your mind and the more you control your body, your body will allow you. Like, why should you be healthy your body will allow you to do these things to get into flow states at higher and higher you know extremes at, at, a, at a greater and greater rate so i'm very into fitness way more than i was when i was a sponsored skier way more than i was i'm way into yoga i never stretched when i was 22 when i lived in tahoe so i go back to tahoe last year and i got some new skis i got some rosinals that are just freaking awesome these these you know big thick big thick fatty skis that just cruise and i knew they'd cruise so i'm going down this hill and it, it's crap snow because global warming is totally real and california was decimated it was like green and February is freaking me out. So I'm going down this hill and I could just get so hard onto my edges and get so low into the ground that I was just flying. And you know, you're going down. I'm going, God, I don't know how fast you're going. You're going fast. And you don't think it though. You're not in this state. You're, you're fixating on the feel of your feet on the ground. You're fixating on the wind, on the sound, on the, on the process, on the feeling. I'm not thinking, man, I'm going 60 miles per hour down a sheer cliff of ice and snow and slippery and impact. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is the great, you know, and then I get going down and I'm just going faster and faster and crazier and crazier and I land and I get to the bottom and I'm just shaking. I'm just shaking and grinning from ear to ear like some lunatic. People would look at you like, what is the matter with you? I'm like, did you go, my God, the speed and just, God, that was awesome. And, you know, that's what makes you feel alive. It makes me feel and express and understand the science and the things that are going on in my body, this neural symphony of connectivity that allows my neural muscular pathways over years and years of practicing this to express that joy through my feet, through my body, my core, my limbs, my eyes, my laughter when I'm in these parts of stoke and awe. And my greatest moments in life have come in these states of incredible flow. Two things. I, I had one time, it was, it was called Avalanche Bow and Heavenly. It was the eight feet of powder. I got maybe 15 turns in. We found this honey hole, this sweet spot. Just amazing. The grandest thing I've ever experienced. Mixing also then, the, the probably the greatest moment ever was my, I got a hole in one. I was also a college golfer. I play a lot of golf and I got a hole in one a couple years ago, 2013, I think. And it was just like, woo, great. You know, I don't know if I'm going to top that. Sorry, future kids or marriage wife, but that was pretty great, y'all. Maybe. I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't, you know, don't have that. Anyways, so 
they get into this now and they dive in and they go in and they see and they touch and they feel and science is getting closer and closer in understanding what this is. And what this is, is optimal performance. When you look at it through the lens of aggressive and extreme sports, no people on the planet, no group of humans have exponentially and irrationally and crazily push the boundaries of their sport. We call it insanity. They call it progression. I used to call it progression. Then I got lame. I used to be way cooler than I am today. (laughs) and they go to these optimal performance states and when you can get into this when you can understand and put yourself into a flow state this is where you're at and these people these adrenaline junkies these people that a lot of you probably listening maybe think are crazy maybe think are insane and they're not when we do this stuff you know i have done things on my skis that i I look back on and i'm terrified of for you know i should have died i had one crash that mid-air i thought okay this is how idiots die skiing i'd skied off a cliff without checking my landing and landed literally landed on trees i landed in down trees uh look bindings you saved my butt keep it up look but i don't even know if they make those anymore but you know but uh, in in the process of that it was looking back it was kind of worth it i mean did i not did i want to knock my teeth out no do i have to go through other surgery no but we were educated daredevils we knew what we were doing and when we didn't when we broke down and did not be educated we jump off cliffs and land on trees these dudes are the smartest people ever and they know and understand and chase the craziness knowing that they're on the brink these dudes are on on the brink of death constantly you anything you see alex honald in his in his in his climbing you know a lot of these guys have died tons of them a lot of my ski you know heroes have actually perished a lot of it comes from the fact of the snowpack when global climate change which is scientifically a total valid fact i i I don't know how if you've ever been it and really the people on the forefront of the global warming movement are a lot of them are the are the western skiers the people who rely on nature for their you know been in their whole lives and be like look this is not right something's something's broken and these guys are a lot of them are dying because the snowpack is so inconsistent huge amounts of avalanche deaths and other things along those sorts which is tragic but these dudes are not crazy they live a life of epicness they live they live a life of happy the craziest happiest people on the planet the only time they're not happy and I can I can attest to this you only time I was not stoked on life was when the snow melted. When the snow melted, we go through these crazy phases. There, there's these amazing, it's amazing video uh, called Riding Giants. It's a uh, Stacy Peralta, um, big wave, big wave uh, one, you know, Laird Hamilton, which is a huge part of the Rise of Superman book. They, they track what he's done. This guy's done the craziest things ever. And his wife talks about, he's like a dragon slayer that doesn't have dragons to slay when the waves aren't big. He goes into deep states of depression sometimes when there is nothing there for him to do it and why is he depressed he might be depressed because you can get addicted to these you know these this what they now call the flow cocktail is dopamine norepinephrine adam adamine endorphins and serotonin in essence without sounding too broad about this dopamine is cocaine that's the feeling of cocaine norepinephrine is the is the is the feeling of speed adamine is the feeling you get in weed endorphins is heroin and serotonin is ecstasy Cocaine, speed, marijuana, heroin, and ecstasy, and you can see why this is something that people want in their lives. You can see why that it is worthy of being a flow hacker to chase down these crazy things that is life. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so passionate about this because it, it brings me back. It puts me back into states as I'm telling you this right now through this microphone. This was it, man. Th- these were the greatest feelings ever. And if you've never experienced this, and if you have something, and if you have something that gives you flow. 
Please chase it. Please go do some. Don't do it as crazy as I can. I No, can I hit a cork 7 anymore? Can I 270 on, 270 off of rail? I couldn't really do it when I was in my prime. No. Can I still go out there and ski fast? Can I still hit a little jump and get that little, uh, that little craziness going on? Sure. Can I still get in flow states when I'm playing sports and understand this? And this empowers you. This has helped me with my golf game. This has helped me in relationships. This has helped me in various different things, understanding and looking at it through the angle of science. So these three phases of flow are relative to the the, the neurons. The first one, you're going to get into your flow state. The first thing that you're going to hit is the norepinephrine and the dopamine. This heightens your focus. So just think, just listen to how, how this makes you like a superhuman. It's like, it's like a superpower. Somebody who's like charging up themselves, getting ready to go do something super, superhuman awesome. So you first get a hit of, you actually get testosterone, testosterone courses into your system. And then you get norepinephrine and dopamine. This heightens your focus. You get this hyper aware focusing state of things. And if you've never been in this, you can relate to this. You, you become very attuned to the nature and the senses of both the surroundings and yourself. You also get nor, uh, norepinephrine. So you get this adrenaline hit, okay? But however, this is the middle phases. Although you think adrenaline, you think shake, you think craziness, like you're going to flip a car over. In a flow state, the adrenaline, the excitement is is chill. It's calm. It actually makes you very calm and it actually makes you very peaceful. This book and myself can attest to this, that if we're feeling jittery, if we're feeling hyped and, and like on the edge of something, we're not going to do it. We're going to back it down. We're, we're, that is not where we need to be. We don't do or, or attack something until we are ready, until we know that there is, we've limited the feeling inside ourselves to the point that we're, we're calm about it, or we won't do it. They're not adrenaline junkies. They don't like adrenaline. Adrenaline psychs them out. They want flow. They want to be in a state of here we go. And then lastly, once you've done it, once you've experienced the flow, your third state, the third release is actually oxytocin. Oxytocin, that cuddle drug. And this is what they think links to the afterglow. And, you know, I'm, I'm just using extreme sports. This is the runner's high. This is the endorphin rush you get after exercise. The endorphin rush you get, you know, I, I play a lot of video games, man. And video games, video games have mastered the art of putting you into a flow state. Everything that they do from the lights to the sounds to the reward mechanisms to the graphics, they're almost tricking you. For any of you kids out there listening and you spend copious amounts of time on a video game, you're addicted to it, man. And I can attest, dude, I've been deeply addicted to video games many times in my life. And they're wonderful. It's a part of life and enjoy it. But understand that those people want to make money and they're using their understanding of these drugs, this flow cocktail. You want to know where a lot of the science of everything discovery goes? It, it, it comes through the lens of how to make money on it. Will people fund fund flow research to give them a billion dollar video game? Heck yeah, they will. So understand that know what's up with that and just become aware if you want to ride the video game out do it make it love it do your thing you know but if you're if you're worried about that it's taking too much of your time your brain is your your body is tuned to it and you're putting an environment that will put you into a flow state that may not be as productive as possible so when we look at it the real x factor between flow and love comes down to the serotonin levels. So when you're in love, your serotonin actually drops. And when serotonin drops, you can you actually become crazier. You 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 get into a state of it's actually low serotonin levels are associated with OCD. When you're in a flow state, your serotonin actually increases. And we that that is where the calm chillness comes from. And you know, this is why we do this. This is why anyone who follows and does these crazy things, honestly, even this podcast does it for me, is that calm chill is what we're chasing. In yoga, you get this. And I'll talk about that in a second. You can get this through so many different angles of life. Like, how do we increase this? I mean, dear God, that sounds amazing. I First off, I get this flow, this internal flow concoction that is pretty much a cocktail of drugs. 
drugs. Not saying drugs are good whatsoever. It's not what I mean. Please don't write that on my webpage. I'm just saying the feelings that people get. That's why they do that. That's why they chase drugs. If you've ever been in your lives with someone who's addicted to it, they're just chasing this external pleasure. The pleasure is inside, homies. The pleasure is in your brain. Your brain will make the perfect chemical concoction of these things if you just allow the mind. Take the mind and decide you're going to put it into a situation. That situation will then permeate into the body, right? We talked about this. You're this lightning rod of perception. The world gets perceived around you and it's just bouncing light. It sounds in light integrating throughout you to through your five senses, which I'm going to talk about next. My next few episodes will be about the, all the senses of our body. And it personifies into this epic flow state. Then that flow state will allow your body to do the things that it allows to do. And when that flow state breaks down, be aware of it and get away from it. So we get that calm chillness. And that's why you get addicted to it. That's why we chase it. And it, it actually, it, they, the book talks about how it relates someone to the same thing over and over again, like addiction. Addiction is you need more and more and more and more. Like, cocaine has a compounding it's such a dangerous drug because it increases over time and your brain stops making its own dopamine and requires more so you got to take more and more and more to chase that feeling and i can attest i can attest to this you know with the aggressive sports even just with competition with winning with losing with whatever you want more and more and more of it right and these guys and if you haven't followed extreme sports the stuff these dudes are doing is so is so epic. There's no other design to it. If you, I watch the X Games now, and I'm telling you, I was obsessed with skiing. I was never that good. I was never that that good. I had friends who were pros. I knew a lot of pros. I, I skied with the big with the big the big wigs of the of the people who are just amazing humans, but. You watch it now, it's like a video game. The things these dudes are doing, like triple switch, triple cork, unnatural 1440s. Are you? Are you kidding me? They're corks, double cork spinning onto rails. They're, you know, these, these, the mountain bikers, the climbers, just all these things from the outside looking in of the YouTube videos, especially with the GoPros, you're like, what the hell were you doing? And I'm telling you though, in these states, it is slow. It is easy. It is controlled. It is just this state of just wonderful tunnel vision. For me, I have ADHD. I think looking now, that's one of the reasons I love these sports so much. I get on my mountain bike and I cruise through a single track trail as fast as possible, getting myself in trouble once in a while, definitely flipping over some trees, breaking my bike, so on and so forth. Why do I chase it? Why do I love it? It's because my brain is chill. My brain's not thinking about squirrel. It's not thinking about X, Y, and Z. It's not all over the place. It's not thinking about boys, girls, whatever. It's thinking about what is in front of my tire because if it's not, I'm toast. And this makes it make sense. It makes sense in a biological process. The very first time scientists ever started to understand the ideas of flow states, how your your mind can drastically change the feelings of your body was when they started getting the biological concepts of fight or flight. And fight or flight is an amazing evolutionary, you know, mechanism. It's your body get when it gets put into a state. We don't really have that too much in our world anymore. We live in a very cush world of just being to be a human in modern society, but we evolve from, you know, various different animals who were both predators and prey. So when a situation arises in our body, you don't have time to break it down you either have to fight or you have to flight and that's what it means you either stand your ground and take on whatever challenge is in front of you or you get the hell out of there you just stand you're gonna die those you, there is the only option i guess it's a third fight flight or just perish and that's a flow state you know and this makes sense this is efficient when we get into a flow where we our mind works in our most efficient manner and what they're talking about now in this is that we look at it from a biological tra- trans you know, part of this, this, it comes from these ancient predator prey things. They call it 
transient hypofrontality, this rapid fire decisions in our frontal lobe, which our decision making decision making brains gets us going, and it's a liberating thing. It liberates us. We act without hesitation. We have free flowing of creativity. Risk taking is less frightening, and we can do all of these amazing things. We can do them faster. What? Wow! Like just just think of these things. I'm telling you that little tiny hacks can put this into your system and permeate throughout this wonderful 37 trillion cell body of infinite possibilities heck yes i want more of this that's why i'm so stoked on learning more and more about this as i go through it and you know it even comes down to brain waves they look at brain waves of these things and you have i'm not totally versed on this i'm not going to talk too much about it but you know if they look at these functional scanners there's i'm sure it's just the wavelength meaning the peak valley and distance of the wave of brain functions their beta waves are those are your conscious waves that's what's going on kind of right now unless my podcast is really messing with you and maybe you're in a slight flow state are you not thinking about anything else are you kind of really fixating on what i'm talking about uh-oh may have just put you in a flow state y'all i know i'm kind of feeling one here i don't know what time it is i don't know what's going on you know we're rolling 28 minutes here we go i'm back out of the flow state so the brain waves these beta waves of the consciousness when they're these dudes when these guys are in these and they've done it even with meditation which i'll talk about here they actually get alpha waves, which are the brain waves that go through your body during daydreams. And think of a daydream. You're dreaming. You're off. You're, you're not in the state of consciousness that is the moment that you're there. Also, theta waves increase. Theta waves are REM sleep. This is kind of sounding like the, the ambient dreaming, not ambient dreaming. Oh man, what's the dreaming where you dream when you're awake and you control it? I can't think of it right now. Total brain fart. And they link this now. These, all these states, these ideas, this everything through science, they link it to like, like every great thing that has taken place, any athletic gold medal, world championship, scientific breakthrough, artistic progress or understanding, even Fortune 500 companies, people of all walks, anyone who's great at what they do and have done things through these lenses of creativity or expression be it money, love, fame, whatever, they talk about these things. They use different vernacular. They use different adjectives, but it's a flow state. It, it is an idea of this in the zone, in the pocket, in the moment. And that's what we're doing here, man. And there's so many studies on this. I wrote down a couple. So we're looking back at this, how it's so cool. Like it sounds like something you would love and how love and flow are very similar. Harvard, uh, a Harvard psychologist, Ned Howell, who's done a ton of research. I kept finding his name over and over and over again. He says, when one is in love, they fix on the subject one loves in a flow-like state one forgets time in a flow-like way and biological drives in a flow-like way one is captivated in a flow-like way so i would say the overlap is large it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and he's talking about love and flow and what they then got the next phase that kind of went into judson brewer who's actually from yale university did studies with people who did what's called a loving kindness meditation if you don't know what this is a loving kindness meditation highly recommend looking it up and giving it a whirl something sticky for you this you can take anything away go try this because i'm telling you it's going to put you into flow you meditate on things and you just you it sounds very woo woo but you you throw your love out into the ether of your thought hoping and and wishing for loving kindness to permeate throughout everybody and what this does if you're good at it once you get better at it you stop losing the brain regions that are about the how does this affect me the brain those, those go way down but what comes up is this flow state so when they looked at these experienced loving kindness meditators they actually did it with monks the highest like theta and alpha waves and the highest amount of neurotransmitters coursing through the body they talk about this in the rise of superman book of well is deep deep is monks in deep meditation and so as they go through this as they're increasing this mental awareness through love and gratitude love and kindness meditations trying to put their mind into a state of love and happiness 
this may lead to the fact that if you can get into it, the greatest flow hack of all time may be long-term love. So that shows you if you're in love with somebody and you've had the audacity to fall in love with another wonderful, beautiful dustback, boy, girl, 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 boy, boy, don't care, love is love, whatever that may be, Hang on to it, homies. Put each other in a flow state. Do things together. Go experience and go look for flow as a couple. Go experience it together, and I'm telling you, it'll make you so happy. If you can find things that put each other into a flow state with the same mechanism at the same time, your relationship will flourish, and I I know this from experience. I actually struggle sometimes. I think one of the reasons I struggle in finding love is that I have struggled in the past of finding someone who wants to chase flow with me. I, I do. I want to chase flow if you if you ever get to hang out with me one day i don't know if you will or not you know i i am a i am an active person and that's what i'm going after the the expression through fitness through running through walking through skiing through golf through biking through whatever them is that i do love and flow is what i'm going for love flow and happiness is what i'm truly trying to accomplish and this 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 podcast mission is to increase these things inside your body to get you going so again wrapping it up here We've gone through all the neurotransmitters. Now you know and understand that these neurotransmitters are these tiny little things inside your brain. They're these little things that, in essence, you don't have a ton of control over. You can't be like, don't do it, dopamine. And it's a mindful thing. Science and mindfulness go go hand in hand. So now something is going good or bad, emotionally good or bad in your body. You can catch it. You can look back and be mindful of it, not to change, to be aware of it. Say you're depressed. Let's talk about the bad ones. I've gone through this. I I go up and down with with depression and bummers all the time. And when I do this now, I get through the depression and it'll go and it'll hit me and I'll be in depressed, depressed, depressed. And finally I'll step back like, whoa, bro. Like you're depressed and I'll think about it and I'll go into this. I'll start to think about, all right, this is just a mental chemical phase inside my body. Whatever happened, whatever it happened in the past is the past. It has now saturated myself, saturated my feelings, my body, my mind with these bad you know, flow concoctions, these bad neuro, neurochemical concoctions. That's be aware now. That's take it. That's overcome this. And even if it won't feel that way, that's put the body into situations mentally and physically that will try and hinder those neurochemicals. Get it going back in the things. And what I mean by that is do things that make you happy. You know what makes you happy. Go do them. Even if you're incredibly depressed, if you are depressed, if that is something that is in your body, it is so real. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not real. I, I've experienced it both in myself and in people that I love and care about. It's terrifying and it's tragic and it's these chemicals. You have an imbalance going on in these things and that's power. All you have to do is decide not doesn't make you a weak human, a bad human, a stupid human, whatever it may be. When I get really depressed, I feel stupid. I feel like, my God, I have this epic awesome body of awesome science and I'm fit and I'm happy and I have a house and I'm like, why are you depressed? It's like, whatever. It is what it is. These stupid chemicals are messing with me. So go tell, find someone, find a friend, find a counselor, find a, you know, a psychologist, somebody who can help you put yourself into these things give that it'll give you tools and i'll try i'll try this week i'll give you some flow hacks i've read there's upwards of 15 of them i've experienced few of them and we'll get you out of this and we'll get you going through this and if you're happy if you're stoked if you're feeling all these things figure out why look at it from an angle of like dude i feel good right now baby like what is it what is making me feel stoked and chase down these states of optimum performance sorry just bang the desk there i got a little excited one day let me know if you're if you're ever commenting on any of these things let me know if you want to see my talking head while i do this I thought about doing like videos why i talk with my hands a lot i guess it's kind of entertaining but 
Chase these, chase this, chase optimal performance, chase happiness, chase love, chase it all, chase these flow states. If you don't have flow, if you never experienced go, go find it. Go put yourself in a new situation of feeling it out. Put yourself into a new state of something. Challenge, take up a new hobby, go dancing, go do something you normally don't do and express a new region of the thing that we get to call life. And that's it, guys. You have these neurotransmitters that are capable of the full spectrum of the human experience from love to loss, from happiness to sadness to flow to depression. It's all there and we can control it no other creature on the planet can control its consciousness like we can we let it run amok with us we let that inner consciousness that inner voice which is a critic that inner critic gets totally hindered in flow and happy states and that's where we're changing remember that voice inside your head has to be the greatest voice of love for your entire body you have to have that voice inside your head under control first before you're going to go into any fully functioning flow states of life know that that thing is at times can be the greatest hater in your system you need it to be the biggest lover so if it's hating you right now taylor swift it baby shake it all shake because the haters gonna hate players gonna play you just gotta shake 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 and i hope you continue to shake it off and keep listening to the podcast i've gotten some feedback i'm absolutely loving it if you're digging this please share it with your homies i'd rather have you share it than leave me a review on itunes although the review on itunes is what makes this possible to maybe one day become something not to make me money just to continue the mission to make an animator go to it to make it bigger grander scalar more more sound effects you know like that's my dream one day is to keep this thing growing upwards not to make money i'm not that guy if i could that'd be great i'm not lying but i want to keep the flow going i want these flow this thing to flow no pun intended throughout the ether of americans you know humans consciousness man let's do this so also like i told you last week there are ways of doing this and i'm i'm selling this but I'm not selling it. I'm sponsored by them now, but the it, it's a company I reached out to because I love them so much, not because they could give me the best offer. It was simply this is my favorite supplement company because of their science and their and their and their ideas. It's called Natural Stacks. So go to naturalstacks.com. You can actually put in Alex H10 and get 10% off your order. And they have supplements that are designed to increase these waves. They have neuro a, a neurotransmitter, a eutropic is what it's called. That it's not a neurotransmitter. I'm sorry, that'd be like a drug, but it, it's called Siltep, and there's also dopamine and serotonin foods. Even creatine is, is a neurotransmitter enhancer. These things you can put inside your body to increase both your workouts, your mental, and your physical states, and that's awesome. And it's all backed up by science. It's all natural. I've been taking Silteps now for a week, and it's it's I'm actually not taking the Adderall medication for my ADHD because I feel good. So that's something to think about. Keep going with that. Again, reach out to me, beautifuldustspecs at gmail.com. If you want a personalized email, I promise you I will respond to you. Beautiful Dustbecks on Facebook and Instagram. I actually switched Twitter now to just at Alex Hofelt. That's A-L-E-X-H-O-F-E-L-D-T. Don't forget the D. It's pronounced Hofelt, but it's spelled Hofeldt. There's a little dit in there. But anyways, guys, I love you. Hope you're loving this. Hopefully you're loving yourselves right now. Be happy. Be healthy. Go find your flow state. Chase down happiness with everything that you have. Live life. Enjoy this crazy thing that we get to call the human experience and the thing that you get to call you. Peace.